0: and in essence they real Oh, he's the biggest yeah. fan But they all just whip, whip, wha- There's no way to really make it happen He's got ready But my mind is old I so love this name called Sopson Sop sound was like I was a DJ playing all the sounds Sop, I'm all the sound Can I yeah. Welcome back, everybody to Kicking it I'm, of course, your host, B. Shay. Um, Another Friday night so we're back in the studio We've made it to episode 10 so, it's a fun little milestone. But, uh, you know, I like to keep the intro short this time and kind of get right into it. I've got quite a lot I want to talk about today. So, let's get right into it. So, today I really wanted to highlight to me what the art of storytelling is. Um, I've compiled a list of some of my favorite artists and songs um, who I believe have mastered the art of storytelling. And so, when I say storytelling, though, I don't mean just the lyrics, of course, right? Like, the storytelling is the ability to tell the story. So, in in general, storytelling is not easy. It, it, it At least telling a good story is hard. Now, doing it in a music style, such, you know, adding rhymes, adding beats, all that, makes it almost impossible. Um, but... I think that's why, like, when it's done really well, it makes for such an impression, uh impressive song, right? So I have a list here of just a couple songs that I believe really hit that perfection of storytelling. Um, and, you know, it's deeper than just the lyrics. Um, a lot of these, either it's a style thing or um, just their ability to tell it in general is is all that that, uh, that it matters. But so we can get right into this. Um, and I wanted to open up with someone who I think, you know, is it, to me, is it could be considered one of, if not the best storytellers of all time in, in old school hip hop. Um, but definitely doesn't get enough credit, uh, at least not the kind of credit I kind of would expect him to. And it's Slick Brick. Um, Slick Brick, especially on his first album um the great adventures of slick rick which i believe was 86 i could be very wrong on that um so don't quote me but this album uh slick rick really shows off his impressive storytelling and like his ability to i mean tell a story i guess but <laughs> um and i i don't think there's any better example than the the song children's story um so it's the second single on the album um and it, it this is like the the absolute peak of slick rick storytelling um and it's basically just like the title says just a children's story right like it, it the story or the song begins with um you know a a, a kid or two kids asking rick to tell them a story and he goes okay here you go and he tells this very uh you know like interesting story of um these two kids who are robbing people, one of them can't stop, and, like, kind of the journey that he goes on, and, you know, it's this insane, wild story. It goes all over the place, and it it's very fun, um, but one day, you know, that kid goes, he robs an undercover cop, um, and then after a long chase, the kid gets shot, and he's killed, but, you know, the ability to, to do that, that, tell that whole story with enough detail to get it, you know, still intrigued in, like, three minutes is is a different level of 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 art. Like I'm a, I'm a journalism major, so basically my whole life is telling stories. And there's no way I could tell a story in 3 minutes. Not only tell a story in 3 minutes, make it sound you know, enticing the whole time and then also make it rhyme. That is that is just a skill that to me is unbelievable. And and even on the same record um there's another one just not not the exact same, because, you know, Children's Story is legitimately him saying he's telling a story. This one is more of, like, if, if Rick was to tell it, you know, to one of his friends. Um, and that's the song Mona Lisa, where it's basically he has an encounter with a lady named Mona Lisa. Um, and, you know, it's just he's chilling with his friends, goes in the store to buy a slice of pizza, runs into Mona Lisa. Um, and then it's, like, you know, that whole back and forth between the two of them and then the story ends with him getting thrown back into the car and like the song is over um but yeah like again just being able to tell a story like that so quickly um is is just a, a different level of creativity like something that i i've never even something i won't even ever be able to grasp to be honest um and and you know slick rick has done this before he it's just like his style it really is he's just he is a storyteller um and you know i i think he is one of one of the foundations of the art um there will be songs and artists on this you know who came prior to slick rick but i feel like rick really mastered it um especially like in the time for the late 80s it's just it is I, i i can't speak highly enough of the you know the way i think about slick rick um and his ability so if if you haven't listened to children's story or mona lisa i highly highly suggest it um you'll really understand like you know me describing it doesn't give it enough justice for is wonderfully crafted It, it really is um yeah so next on i will move uh to somebody i've talked about time and time again on this podcast. I mean, there's a reason for that. He's my favorite solo rapper. Um uh, and that is of course the masked villain MF Doom. Um MF Doom to me could be the best lyricist of all time. But not all of his songs are stories if if that makes sense. Like he know he he can rhyme anything with anything. It's just whether or not that, that means anything's a different thing right so i think in like in operation doomsday and mm, food it's more him just having fun uh just like throwing words together in a sentence kind of you know not really having much of a purpose but when you get to mad villainy from 2004 uh also the same year as mm, food but you get to mad villainy and it's some of the songs are like that where they're just you know him basically just bragging and you know like having fun there are a couple songs in here that do tell uh you know a pretty good story um and i think to me the most interesting and the most creative one comes uh from fancy clown which i have talked about in the past but i'll get into it again here um where doom through the perspective of one of his aliases victor vaughn who also has his own solo album um it's a phone call, which I'll get into phone calls later, too, like something biggie really like to do. But through a quote-unquote phone call with his ex, I guess now at this point, uh, the former lover, um, uh, choose basically choose out this girl that cheated on him um, with Doom. So this is Vaughn, Victor Vaughn, calling his now ex uh, because she cheated on Victor with MF Doom. Very wild metaverse kind of thing going on here. But, um, you know, the story is just very interesting. I like the way that Doom tells it because the first verse is all him just being like, you know, how could you cheat on me? But also because it's Victor Vaughn and he's like this villain, he's being like, you know, you made an embarrassment of me. Um, I can't believe you did this to me. Like that kind of thing. Like a very narcissistic way to look at it. And that's just the first verse. He doesn't really ever. You get to the second verse. Uh, and that's when Vaughn really <laughs> shows his true colors, where he's, you know, he, he's like, well, you know, you cheated on him. Guess what? I've been cheating on you the entire time. And then, you know, I cheated on you with your best friend, um, the maid from a hotel that we stayed in when we were on vacation. And, uh, and oh, by the way, I cheated on you with your mom. Um, just wild, insane. I mean, I could do I've, – I've actually written a paper – um for one of my english classes about you know this, of like uh, the insanity of victor vaughn and is this song specifically of just like the narcissism and kind of how he gets what he deserves but um yeah like the the way that that story is told makes it 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 perfectly portrays the villain character because like i said you go from like oh, okay, he got cheated on, but it's kind of weird because he's you know like you know you, you you dragged my name in the dirt and things like that. And then you get to the second verse, and you're like, oh, this guy's just a jerk, uh, and and got everything you know he deserved everything that he just got. Um, later on in the album, another song. This this one is is just like purely funny, but it is it is like still a, a pretty full story. And it's <laughs> Operation Lifesaver. Um, I forget what the parentheses are. It's like AKA. I don't even remember, but, um, or it's, uh, AKA mint test, I believe is the, is the, the full title operation lifesaver, AKA mint test. Um, but it's basically just like supposed to be this goofy, funny story about this guy at a bar, um, who meets this girl with really bad breath. Um, and it, it's very funny. Like it's it just, it honestly, it's just funny. He's like, yeah, this chick really attractive, um, goes up to her and can't stand her breath um it's a short song it's probably i think it's like a, no more than two minutes but it, it's funny you know it's perfect it's funny it's it's really shows like these two songs just so show such a range that doom had um you know it's like kind of the reason like he is one of if not my favorite rappers of all time um and it, it's his ability he's just he was just such a creative guy um he was on such a different level to me in my opinion than everybody else um and yeah i mean i i can't like like rick i just can't really say like i can't really you know what i mean like i just can't do too much justice to just how amazing of a of an artist he was so rest in peace doom so uh next up i've got somebody else i've talked about decently on this um podcast but uh, I don't know how much I've gotten into this song this song specifically actually either of these I have two of them for uh for common common sense uh'll we'll change his name to common with uh some dispute but um and this was prop this is the first song I think that came to my mind um when I was thinking about you know this this idea of of just like the art of storytelling and it's a trope that, well, I don't know if trope's the right word, but it's like a, it's a style that's been used uh, before, um, and I, I, I'll get into that. Well, I'll, let me explain the song, and I can get into it after. So, it's the song I Used to Love Her, um, which is on his, uh, I believe, Resurrection album. Um, it was early. It was like 1994, I believe. I believe it was 1994. Um, and it's just, it's the way that it is told up until the very end is is a story of a girl he met as a kid uh, who who eventually falls in love with but over the years they've drifted apart um kind of kind of the girl has been changing um you know through time uh so you know he it's things like uh she starts off just you know they're chilling in in uh in new york and things like that um then she kind of goes away um You know, it becomes Afrocentric, as he describes it, Um, you know, out with the braids, beads, medallions, uh, you know, things like that. Um, Then she goes away to the West, um, uh, you know, goes West Coast, which is fine because Common went away to school. And now he came back and he's really like, you know, she's just being a gangster. He's not really like it. And he wants to take her back because, you know, he wants to bring her back to what she used to be um, because it's, you know, at this point it's just become it's become too much uh but the last line of the song is oh my goodness I am blanking at the moment uh but I'm gonna take it back hoping that the blank stop because who I'm talking about y'all is hip-hop and then I remember when I, I was on the bus in maybe freshman year of high school yeah I believe it was freshman year of high school and we were We were driving, I, I heard the song, and I, I'd heard it many times. it was on my playlist, right? It was I'd, I heard it so many times before. and but this is the first time that I, that I heard that last lyric, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And I replayed the song. And then it, you know, it, it finally hit that he actually is talking about hip hop. Like obviously a little more re- like research and thinking had to be done. but let's go if we go back to the song, you know, she was underground in the beginning. Yep, yep, that was rap in the beginning. It was underground in New York. Um, that it became Afrocentric, the native tongues, right? Things like that. Um, she goes west when he went away to school. It started, you know, NWA movement over there. Rap starts becoming a west coast thing. Common at the same time was at Florida A&M. He, like, uh, had actually gone away to school before he uh, pursued music. Then, you know, she becomes gangster. Like I said, the NWA, and like then, you know, the years following and now Common wants to bring her back to her roots or, you know, bring hip hop back to its roots. It's such a wonderfully told story, um, you know, so well that you don't even realize until the end that it is not actually about a girl. It's just been like a facade the whole time. Um, and and like I mentioned, it's a style that was used previously. Uh, the two other ones that come to mind are. Me and My Girlfriend by Tupac. I mean, that's a classic um, where, you know, shocker. He's not talking about a female. He is talking about his gun. Um, And, you know, if you give that a listen with that lens, you'll understand. Um, And the other one is, it's a Mob Deep song, uh, Drink Away the Pain, uh, where that one's not really as hidden. But it's the same kind of thing where they're telling a story about, like, these girls – that they met in, in things like, you know, how they're coping with life, but really they're just talking about, you know, how booze are getting them through life. So it's, it has been done before, but to me this is the most interesting and probably the best example of it. Um, and it's, one, Common's delivery really helps just because Commons has got a, 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 an amazing voice um, and it is a wonderful beat, but just like his, his way to almost um, like, like flow, his flow—that's the word I'm looking for. His flow is just a one. He's so good at delivering lines um, that by the time you get to the end, it—you it, know—you've kind of just been listening along. It's like the best way I could explain it is like whenever, like if your grandfather or somebody like that, like somebody older, starts telling you a story and they've they've kind of perfected the art of it. Right. Like they, they know exactly what they're talking about. They've said it so many times that almost without thinking they can deliver it. That's kind of how Common delivers this song, where it's just like it just seems so natural to tell the story. And it, it is because it's it's a true story. You know what I mean? It's it's not like some of the other ones on this list where it's just them telling some kind of story. It is Common telling his story. Um, and, you know, that that really just shows uh, in the song as a whole. But he did it pretty well again in um, on the album like Water for Chocolate. Years later, with uh, a song for Asada, um, which if you don't know who Asada is, it's Asada Shakur. Um, yes, she is related to Tupac Shakur. I believe it was his grandmother or step aunt. Um, some definitely some relation, but it's you know it's a story. It's basically her life story. Um, so she was a, a Black Panther activist. Um, she was part of the Black Liberation Army. Um, and she was kind of like a symbol of repression for African-Americans. She was wrongfully charged with murder, armed murder, or, um, attempted murder and armed robbery, bank robbery, uh, kidnapping, like so many things. Um, she was on trial for all these things. Um, all these like, you know, she eventually gets arrested um, for for not really doing anything. Um, and, you know, she got a lot of publicity for the mistreatment of or, like, by law enforcement officials, um, and she escaped prison, but it was, you know, she had a, a very incredible life story, and Common, and, you know, I believe it is a, a Jay Dilla beat, so there's my one Dilla shout-out of the episode, but um, it's, it's almost the same as I used to love her, where it's just, you know, Common delivers the story perfectly, it's on a wonderful beat, and it's, it's just, it, it It really is a perfect song. Um, the The only knock I have on a song for Sada, it's like six and a half minutes, which is pretty long. I But I do, the chorus is sung by, I believe, CeeLo Green, which is fun. Um, so there's that. Next up on my list is somebody who, I feel like not many would think of as a storyteller, but... I think he's got, you know, a very special ability. And this is another unique one where, you know, the style is really interesting. And it's 50 cents, 21 questions. Um, this is, uh, well, it's the game's out. Whatever, you understand. 21 questions. Um, well, one, I think... Just calling it 21 questions and then actually asking 21 questions over the course of the song. If you exclude the repetition from Nate Dogg in the chorus and things like that, 50 Cent legitimately asks 21 questions in this song. So that off the bat is so just so creative. Um, but basically, this it's the concept isn't too hard to you know to think, it's just 50 Cent asking his partner a list of questions. Um, and You know it's based off the game 21 questions where it it, you know you ask uh, i guess your partner just random questions to get to know them better right and but 50 is kind of asking them like you know questions along the lines of if i wasn't rich uh if i wasn't so handsome you know things like that would you still love me um you know obviously it's from his just him asking so we don't know um i know in the music video it seems like she passed the test but In the the lyrics itself, you you don't really know, but it was a very creative, um, very creative uh, style, right? It's something that hasn't really been done. Really, uh, I can't think of another case of it where you just you're just asking questions. Uh, Well, actually, uh, uh, oh my goodness, common and uh, most def the questions. Alright, well there's another one like that, so not as creative as I thought. But again, just asking questions, right, to get a point across in a song, I mean that that's different. You know, that's fun to listen to and that the questions by common and whatever don't tell much of a story. They kinda of just ask a bunch of like hard questions. This one is more of a story, so I feel like fifties fits this better, but still both very very interesting songs in a very fun style. Up next, I have another older rapper, um, but somebody who kind of, like, ahead of their time in their style. Um, and that's Boogie Down Productions and KRS-One. Uh, KRS-One was really just one of the most impressive rappers of all time. Um, and I, I don't think that goes without any, you know, I don't think you can knock that. But the song that I really wanted to highlight, like, he, he's somebody who has a lot of songs i could have picked but i think my favorite in terms of storytelling is the song love's gonna get you um and this came out later in his career i don't remember the exact year but it you know karis one was very big on in, in teaching lessons and, and things like that like the whole stop the violence movement um you know <clears throat> that kind of style but in this one he teaches us or i guess he teaches through a story he tells a tale of you know what happens when you fall in love with material items and you value them more than life itself um and it's a story of through his point of view he starts off broke you know his family doesn't have much money um he explains that you know his brother and him have to share three pairs of pants um you know they're 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 living on welfare in the projects um and then you know to, to start making some money. He starts selling drugs. Uh, And then, you know, his life turns around pretty quickly. Um, And, you know, a couple bars here. He goes, now there's steak with the beans and rice. Um, My mother's nervous, but she knows the deal. My sister's gear now has sex appeal. My brother's my partner, and we're getting paper. Three months later, we run our own caper. My family's happy. Everything is new. Now tell me, what am I supposed to do? So, you know, he's saying here, my life is good now. I'm making money. I understand, like you know, it's whatever selling drugs. He's adding to the problem, but this is how it started. You know what I mean? And this is why it became such a big problem. It's because it was getting people prosperity. Um, and in a, you know, in an environment where that didn't really arise, it happens. So it, and you know, he keeps telling the story. He drops out of school because why do I got to go to school anymore? Um. <clears throat> but it doesn't really have the the best ending which unfortunately is true like this is actually how the that life was like then um where you know not everybody ends like this but this kind of lifestyle it was risky and it ends the song ends with a shootout with rob the guy from the very beginning of the song who you know kind of gets him in it um and rob ends up hitting his brother um i remember if they say what happens to the brother but i i do remember like that that is the end of the song um so you know it's it it, that's kind of what you know krs1 was known for he was known for that um teaching style um and i think this, this song perfectly represents everything that he did and everything that um he was he was great at so that's him Coming up next, somebody else who, again, I could have put uh, an, uh, an array of songs, but I'm really just going to highlight one. Um, and that's Mr. Shakur, who was mentioned earlier. But this is Tupac, not Asada. Um, and the the song I wanted to highlight is probably Pac's best um, in terms of storytelling, and that's Brenda's Got a Baby, um, where Tupac kind of addresses a lot of issues in a, in a short song, um, and it's in, um, through the narrative of an abused preteen um, pockets across, you know, teen pregnancy, um, ineffective welfare, um, and like the, the weak family structure of, of the ghetto. So, you know, it tells this whole story of, of this girl, Brenda. She's in a relationship with her cousin um, who is just obsessed with sex. Gets her pregnant at 12 years old um and then brenda tries to throw out the child but she just can't bring herself to do it um and then you know her family won't accept her anymore because well she's 12 with a kid and also she's not bringing in any money because she you know can't go to school she has to get this kid um she can't find a babysitter because again no money so she tries to sell crack but ends up getting robbed so she turns to prostitution and that's kind of how the song ends which is a, a dark and depressing route but that's just you know something again it's it's kind of like KRS one where sometimes that was the reality um not everybody was as bad as this or every situation was as bad as this but it could get to that point right so it's you know trying to push um not a narrative but trying to push like you know, trying to trying to make a situation better. Sometimes you got to go the darkest route, and 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 that's what Pac did here. But it's again, such uh, uh it's so wonderfully told that it it gives you chills when you listen to it because it it just it seems so real. Um, and I don't know if it is based on a true story. I really hope it isn't, and I don't think it is. But man, that's that's a tough one to get through. Um, and speaking of another tough one to get through, the next up on my list. To be fair, most of these storytelling ones. Are not, you know, like very happy songs. Just because it's most of the times, specifically like the songs I picked here, the best storytelling comes when there's a message behind it. Um, and you know, you've noticed that already with a couple songs on here. Like, even I used to love her. Like, it's not the happiest song, but it, it's an optimistic ending, right? Because he's like, yeah, I'm gonna take it back. Um. But, you know, Love's Gonna Get You. That's kind of hitting. Brenda's got a baby. Um, and there's going to be more on this list for sure. I mean, even Fancy Clown. Like, that one's not a real story. But it's still, it's, like, kind of a depressing angle uh, to tell a story. But up next is another one that's tough. And it's Grandmaster Flash's The Message. Even th- Just a side thing. Sh- can we even call it Grandmaster Flash's song? Because the only member... Grandmaster Flash wasn't a part of the song at all. Um, and the only member... I believe, who worked on it in any capacity was Melly Mel. Um, so, that you know, I don't even know what we can call this Grandmaster Flash's song, but that's beside the point. The, the song itself just, it you know, describes the, the stress and the struggles of inner city, um, like New York, uh, not really just New York, but I guess like inner cities in general, and uh, like how to deal with poverty. Um, so Melly Mel along with Duke Booty tell this vivid description uh, and that's really what it is especially for the time it's just how vivid of a story they tell because honestly it's a true one you know what I mean like they're they basing it off real events real things so you know the, the struggles of everything from living in filth like the beginning of the song to just you know the struggles of not having any money um, to basically I think my favorite part is Melly Mel's whole segment where you know a child is born in a state of mind blind to the ways of mankind and he kind of keeps going on there um it's basically like you know when you're when you're born here your life is already set up a certain way and no matter what you know you can try your best there's not much of a chance you're getting out of here um and that is very depressing but you know it kind of kind of was a reality um so yeah the message one of the most important songs of all time um you know i know it was looked at as as even more than a song and i i completely agree i mean i think it should have been it still should be um but it, again it's just another one of those hard hard songs to get through and uh honestly the next two on this list are also not very easy listens um so they're both by my favorite rap group of all time de la soul uh and both actually coming from their second album de la soul is dead um and i you know there's a reason that they both come from here because this album was really when de la soul became more more human um not saying that you know they weren't on three feet high and rising but they were more i don't know goofy kids uh here de la soul is dead is them grown up and being a little bit more mature um so, I, you know, I, I used to think that De La Soul is Dead is better, but it really just depends on the mood you're in. Like, if you're looking for more, you know, you, you really want to listen to the lyrics and get more of a, you know, like a story, De La Soul is Dead is your option. If you're listening, if you want something fun, kind of something mindless, um Then three feet high and rising is, is the way to go. Three feet high and rising is still probably the better album. um It's definitely, you know, in terms of popular opinion. But I don't know. I I, I really do have a soft spot for De la Soul is Dead. But anyway, so the the first song that I want to highlight will be two on this is um Millie pulled a pistol on Santa. um Again, very very hard to get through. But it's a song that. That just kind of has like a a story like not really a lesson i guess to this one um but it's it's very sad and it's probably their most sad track i can think of the next one you could argue but uh it tells a story of a sexually abused girl who's uh, by her father um but she can't get anybody to believe her because her father is such a well-respected member of the community um and it's it's very depressing and you know you it you through the eyes of the De La Soul members, you—they he, describe her falling into a depression, but almost doing so in a way that they don't believe it themselves. It's—it's um, it's very interesting, um, and it's done very well. But uh, you know, the end of the song is abrupt, and it, there's a reason for that. Is because she, uh, Millie, snaps uh, and, and ends up killing her father, who's working at uh, a department store dressed up as Santa Claus. So you know it's it's dark but it's the way de la Soul really tells the song, the story in such a way that you don't actually expect it coming um and they 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 tackle it where it's like obviously this has already happened in the past right like it's they're, they're like retelling the tale but they do so in a way that in the beginning, you, you think that Millie's like, okay, there's something a little wrong. And then they kind of, like, drop, like, well, she's been sexually abused. And you're like, oh, okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, then, then the ending makes more sense. But it's, it, it, it's such an interesting, interestingly told stong- song and story. Um, and also has a really good beat. But <laughs> that's beside the point. Uh next up another another tough one and this is one I it's it's vaguely based on a true story and it's uh my brother's a basshead um which is actually a part of the intro to this podcast um Maybe maybe one time I'll do a uh a little segment breaking down what everything on in the intro is but I won't do that now. So <clears throat> the my brother's a Head is a story of uh, it's basically Paz and Dave, mostly Paz, uh, telling a tale of having a brother who's addicted to drugs or, you know, or also called a bass head. Um, and it's, you know, it started at a young age uh, where it became a full-fledged addict. Um, and, you know, Day Soul has done this before with songs like Say No Go or something where they, they try to have a message, um... And in this one, of course, is is to not do drugs. But there's more of a realism to it because Paz wrote this. I, I keep saying Paz. Paz De uh, if you if you don't know, but Paz wrote this like anti crack story, mostly out of anger uh, because of his own brother's problems with drugs. Um, so it is basically a true story. The only detail that has changed is um, Paz De real brother went to rehab whereas in the the story that's never or the song it's ever mentioned um so you know posenus has said this himself uh but it was really just a way to get it off his chest but again because it is so real you can feel you can almost feel that anger coming out of posenus Whereas something like say no go like say no go is also a tough one to I I wouldn't say it's tough to take serious. I guess that's that's kind of rude, but it's it's because of the, like, say no go is more fun to like dance and bop around to. Whereas, my brother's a basshead is a very good song, but it you can feel the realism to it. I guess if that's the thing, so this one actually suits to me suits better the like the PSA element, um, and it's just because of you know posinus's delivery um but it's you know different from commons delivery where it's like a flow kind of thing his delivery as in like urgency and realism is is just different level next up uh it's my good friend and i say that in very heavy air quotes <laughs> uh you know if you watch the last episode you'll understand but uh this one's a little more fun and it's um Ice Cubes, Today Was a Good Day, or It Was a Good Day. I forget the actual title, but you know the song I'm talking about. It's his most famous song, um, <clears throat> where he just kind of tells the story of what his ideal day would be, um, everything from not having pork in the morning to gambling to having sex to not having to deal with police uh, and dropping a triple-double playing basketball. Um, it's, you know, it's a fun song, but... It's fun on the surface, not when you really start to think about it, because, you know, these, like, miraculous events, like constantly winning at craps or having something like Ice Cube as a pimp played on a on a, on a Goodyear blimp um, with something that would, like, seem normal to us, um, like not having to use his AK or not having, you know, police chasing him or seeing his friends get killed... Um, like that that was a daily experience for him. Um so it, it seems goofy to us, but to him it's like, well, that really would be heaven because it's it's just a different a different style of life. Um so yeah, that one I guess if you don't think too hard could be happy. But much like every other song <laughs> i guess i've i mean i'm not i'm, t- I'm telling you I'm not really in a pessimistic mood um i uh, typically have a lot of fun on these podcasts, but sometimes it's just the uh the way it goes right it's the way of the road um yeah, next up another one of the just all time lyricists and storytellers and this notorious b i g where I could again have just so many um tracks on this list but i'm I'm gonna break it down i'm also gonna this is where i'm gonna segue into what will be a more fun segment but um biggie kind of like um who did the phone call earlier why am i why am i uh doom mf doom and fancy clown biggie was a huge fan of using like the phone call or like a back and forth conversation thing um but this one is it's kind of like that back and forth and it's on the song um give me the loop where it's it's basically biggie uh he actually does both voices in the song which is a fun fact um another like random this is just <laughs> so off track um positive k's i need a man i believe that's the name of the song um where it's another back and forth where it's you know him trying to get with this girl um, I, I spent so much time trying to find who the other voice was because it's like it's an it's an interesting voice. Like if if, if you just kind of listen to it at face value, like not really thinking too much about it. It's interesting. Um, and I can't find out it's just positive K with a pitch enhancer. So it's him doing both parts. I think that is so cool and so funny. Um, and it, you know, once once I realized it and once I heard it, um, I can't hear the song the same anymore. Um, and if you know the song, I'm sorry for ruining it for you, um, but it happens. Uh, but, yeah, so Give Me the Loop is a back-and-forth conversation about these two guys and kind of just, you know, them going up and robbing people. Basically the whole song. But it's the way it's done is fun because it's, well, it's not fun to rob people, you know what I'm saying? But it's, you know, the style of which is, is done so, so well, um, and Biggie was, had such an incredible talent at that, but... This is where I'm going to uh, segue into the next thing where, you know, that idea of a phone call or like <clears throat> some you know, like specifically really the phone call. Um, something that has fascinated me in in literally anything, and I feel like it, it, it could get to most, is that the concept of breaking the fourth wall, um, you know, when the artist or, you know, whoever becomes self-aware that they are in a song or something like it happens in movies a lot like ferris bueller's day off um a lot of that is fourth wall breaking where you know you're getting talked he's talking right at you right to the camera something like that um in music it's funny it's a lot harder to do because well you know sometimes it is supposed to be self-aware like you're supposed to know that you're making a song but there's a there's ways to pull it off very well and very like creatively and i i've, I've compiled a list here of just a, a couple that i love um and one that i think is very creative is is a warning by biggie which is again it's a phone call um it's two's perspective uh he portray, bleh, portrays himself having a conversation with his associate who's trying to tell him uh you know like he's giving him a warning about these guys i have a potential like plot to get to him and his money and things like that but you know just that concept of overhearing the phone call kind of you feel like a more of a fly on the wall right and i guess that also is like some kind of storytelling elements there but it's it's really funny um to hear that and he does it again in um going back to cali like that whole intro with diddy where you know he's asleep and diddy's like yo wake up we gotta go to the airport and he's like i'm up i'm up whatever and then you know He's like, yeah, we're going to LAX. And you go, we're going to Cali. And then I will say the intro to that, as soon as the, uh, the actual beat comes in, is so loud. It, like, it is always a headphone warning every time. But just that concept of, like, the phone calls are very, very funny to me. It is, you know, it's like a, it's a small, it's a small fourth wall break right cuz it's it's biggie like not knowing that he's in a song kind of thing. So yeah, anyway, up next I have another kind of funny one but a little minor one. It's also towards the intro and it's Tonight's the Night by Redman. Um in the beginning of the song he's you know being smooth like suave, all these trying to be like, you know, not Redman. Uh and then this lady comes on and is just basically saying like, what the hell are you doing? Where's all this rough stuff that we're used to? Uh, Then the song stops and restarts. uh, And he starts, you know, I'm walking around town with my, you know, being more Red Man. Um, And I think that was I just, you know, a little smile every time that happens. uh, Just because, you know, it's funny. It is funny. Um, Basically, you know, he has somebody come in and tell him, be like, dude, what are you doing? You got to be yourself on this. And and he does and, (laughs) you know, rocks it. Uh, cause it's red man. Like, why wouldn't he? Um. All right, up next, I this is <clears throat> also kind of speaks to my love of just the concept of a record where it goes track by track. Um, which I'm a, you know huge advocate for vinyls and things like that. But, uh, it's. I'm sure there's other songs I can't think of any off the top of my head, but the like, the the seamless transition from one track to the next. Um, is so creative to me, and I think one of my favorites and funniest, you know, ways that it has been done is the transition from the G Funk intro and Doggy Style to Gin and Juice. Um, because if you just listen to Gin and Juice, the beginning of the song just sounds like someone's like pouring a drink or something. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but then when you listen to the G Funk intro, which is the tr- tr- track preceding it, um, and if you listen to it. You know, in cohesion, then you'll find out that it's really a guy taking a piss Uh, because he says, man, I got a piss. Then the track stops and the next one starts with that sound, which isn't somebody pouring a drink. Um, And it's you know, that's so funny to me. It's so clever. Um, You know, it's something that is kind of get kind of gets lost today because of, you know, the concept of. uh You know, shuffling playlists, or you know, only picking out certain songs. So, you know, it take it took me a while to actually find that. That the the way I did was I I bought the the CD for Doggy Style just so long ago, Um, and the first time I played it through, I was I was laughing when it happened. But it it, it's so so creative. Um, Yeah. Next up, I mean, what would be kicking it with Biché episode without? just a lot of mf doom right so <laughs> uh this one comes from operation doomsday um and it's the song rhymes like dimes which i, d- I don't know if that is his most popular song but it's definitely got to be up there and it's just the ending for me that is very funny um because if you you get to it's uh oh man forget the other person it's like cucumber slice or dj cucumber or something like that um you get to the end of the song, and he's kind of, like, saying all these things, like, oh, I don't know how to end a track, whatever, he just, like, rambles off, you know, mashed potatoes, applesauce, buttery biscuits, like, he's just saying random things, um, and then <coughs> he's, a, you know, he, he, like, makes it sound like he's done, music cuts out, and then it comes back in, um, and this is at, like, the 350-ish mark at the song, um, and it restarts. And then he starts making fun of you as the listener. He's like, ah, gotcha. Thought the song was over. Uh, but it's not. Um, and it goes on for, like, another 50 seconds. Like, it, it, it is the end of, like, the lyrics and all that. But it is funny because it just cuts out. And then it starts back up again. Um, and very, very fun. Very creative. You know, kind of just something goofy. Um, ma- again, it makes me smile every time I hear it. It's just it's something dumb. Uh... Up next, Eric B. and Rock Cam's Paid in Full, uh, specifically the short version. It's kind of less of a fourth wall break, but eh, kind of. Um, and it's, you know, in their outro, Eric B. comes up to Rock Kim and is like, hey, we're, you know, we got to go. Like, you got to go to your girl's house. I got to my, gotta go to mine because we're taking too long to make this record. Um, and, like, they're mad at us. So. You know, it, it it is a fourth wall break, kind of, like, him being, like, whatever. Because then, you know, Rock Him's like, all right, continue the beat. We'll get out of here. Um, which is funny. But, you know, also, his his girls, they, uh, they I hope they understand what, what came out of this album. Because they might have wanted him staying even longer because it was such, it, it's, like, one of the greatest of all time. And... Hell, they could have made another track or two. Maybe we got a couple more dollars in the pocket. Just saying. <laughs> but, but yeah. So I got two more left. Uh, these are my two favorites uh, by far of all time fourth wall breaks. Um, and the first one is going to be DJ Quick's Pitching on a Party. And if you, if you know the song, you know where I'm going with this. Um, so pitch on a Party, it's, you know, Quick basically – putting together a party um and i believe it's the third verse where he's like you know everything's going wrong i got cigarette burns in my brush or uh, butts in my brush um you know this is you know tvs trash my whole whatever everything's going wrong and he goes you know what else could go wrong right and whenever you say what else can go wrong something else is going to go wrong and it does he goes what somebody gonna kick the extension cord out uh and (laughs) then And then the music does cut out and it's like a muffled um DJ Quick being like move. You all some of the clumsiest uh you know people um and then it you know it comes back and it, the beat starts up again and he goes uh you know and it, it starts again but it's it's so funny the way that he pulls it off. It's so creative, it's so uh it's it it's just something different. It's something so I don't even know. I really don't know really like how to explain it. It's just it's so perfect i think that's just the only word i can describe as perfect um and coming in at the at the last part right now it is far and away my favorite fourth wall break um in in any form of media by far um and it's in the song do what you like by digital underground um and it's at like the three and a half minute mark and so just for reference this is like an eight eight-and-a-half-minute-long song, so it's long. And obviously, you know, when it's on the radio, you can't play just a full eight-minute song. So, you know, to make a radio version, the DJ or somebody would have to go through and find a spot they think they could cut out. But, um, you know, those over at Digital Underground who are just a different level of funny put in the song their own break. So I'm just going to read off... Just the, the the brief text. So it starts off where you you know, hear like a buzzer sound and it goes a brief announcement to all radio DJs. If this record is currently being played at your station, we'll provide the following time for you to announce your station identification. Then it goes silent. So it gives it, it, it's it gives you a play by play or like a step by step of what to do right so it breaks then it comes back in beep again we'd also like to add that we've now reached the three and a half minute mark of the song which is true it actually is the three and a half minute mark of the song um the continue radio stations may begin your fade here and for those that like help we will start the fade for you and then they do they fade out of the song and then it like stops for like, a couple seconds So, so creative. And then, like, obviously they come back, you know, now if this record is being played at a club, disco, lounge, house, basement, or block party, car stereo, stupor, or any other social gathering, we will now allow the beat to continue and proceed to give you more of what you like. This message has been brought to you by the makers of The Way We Swing and the Digital Talk How You Like Posse. End. So that's the end of, like, the automated voice. But, oh, my goodness. That is so, so, so creative. And there – I don't think there's anything else like that in terms of and anything. I really don't know. Like, I can't think of anything else that breaks a fourth wall quite as well as that. Um, you know, gives the DJs like literally a step-by-step guide on how to do their job. And then does a fade-out for them. That's so funny. Um, obviously, I wasn't around to hear this on the radio when it com- uh, came out. Um, but I do want to know if that was like actually used... Or if DJs kind of felt like that was a little bit of a you know, poked the ribs, uh, and kinda did their own thing. But yeah, it's just such a such a funny funny uh th- um fourth wall break and uh you know, I highly suggest like if you if you want to listen to any of these on here, I would say either the DJ quick one, which is pretty good, or that one. It just you know, it does take a little bit to get to, but my goodness, that is some good stuff. But yeah, that was uh that was a lot. I just kind of rambled through in the, in about 50 minutes. So, you know, it was a shorter episode last time, but we're back, I guess, to these long episodes. Um, You know, if you've, oh, Bumbleclot, I don't know who said that, but shout out to them. Um, uh, Sorry, got off track there. Um, But yeah, uh, sorry, Reese, for having to listen to this far. But if anybody else has listened this far, huge shout out to you. But uh. Yeah, that's all I got for today. So, you know, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I mean, you know, wherever you're headed, wherever you're going, hope you have a beautiful day and a beautiful night. And uh, thank okay. You. Okay. There comes a time.